Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Daydon Tolbert Show. I am your host, Daydon Tolbert. This is Ask Daydon Advice Lunch Hour. One of the I, I never say this, but you know, some people say, "Hey, you gotta let people know." But this is, you know, and, and this is nothing but God. Uh, one of the original and longest-running podcasts, or I'll say urban podcast. I mean, really, podcast. I'll just be politically correct and say urban podcast in the country. Um, and I just like to say, you know, sometimes when I think about it, I remember people used to make fun of me. You know, I look around, I see people like the Breakfast Club, I see people, you know, everybody's doing podcasts, this, podcast that. Did you know that when I started this show, guys, uh, people used to make fun of me? They say, oh, you know, why are you on the Internet? What, you know, what the heck is an Internet talk show? What is, why are you doing that? Why don't you try to get on, you know, FM or AM radio? And now, you know, over 10 years later, everybody and their mom, is doing the internet-based uh, radio show, uh, so just want to thank you guys for uh, for sticking around, for supporting, and um, you know I'm gonna keep doing it, man. I mean, it's exciting, it's still fun uh, for me. I still love talking to you guys, so um, that's what I'm gonna do. Uh, so, all that said, today um, I want to discuss uh, Bill Cosby. Uh, I want to discuss Kanye West. I want to discuss a little bit of uh, you know current events, things that are going on around the country and around the world. Um, and it's funny because, you know, when I, when I originally was thinking about what I wanted to talk about today, I was sure that Bill Cosby, you know, the, 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 the guilty verdict in the Cosby trial was going to be like the, the hot topic, like the thing that everybody was talking about, the thing that, you know, everyone was so excited and passionate about, you know. But, you know, less than a week later, uh, it, you know, it's something else. We have moved on from Bill Cosby. People are now talking about Kanye West. They were talking about how, you know, he, he feels like slavery was a choice. And I want to talk about that. I want to talk about my views on that. I've been very active uh, on social media, um, as have many people. Um, but I want to talk about it. I want to talk about my thoughts on, uh, on those comments. I want to talk about, and in my opinion, what's really important is, is was the, the hour, you know, and some change uh, interview that he did with Charlemagne. Um, which which I don't hear a lot of people talking about. So I want to talk about that and a lot of the information that was that was given in that that I feel is uh, is very important uh, for people to know and for people to understand. Um, so yeah, that's what I want to do today. Um, it, it, it's a lot to talk about, so I want to go ahead and and uh, and jump right into it. Where where you know where, where should I even start? Well, I start here. You know, guys, if you, if you guys uh, haven't already, my new book. Uh, Redefining Greatness, The Virtuous Woman's Guide to Love. Look out for that a little bit later this year. You know, put that on your calendar. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be out around the holidays, and uh, I'd love for you guys to support. It's going to be great. I'm going to start like this. All right, first of all, everyone is on here talking about Avengers. You know, I haven't seen Avengers yet, all right? I, I'm, you know, I haven't seen it. I plan on seeing it. In fact, we'll probably check it out this weekend. But everyone is talking about, you know, people are posting spoilers and, this and that, and, you know, I mean, people are really mad about this, and, you know, I get it, you know, you plan on seeing a movie, and you want people to be, uh, you know, respectful of those who haven't seen it, and you don't want the movie to be ruined for me, the movie, I'm not going to, I know what, I've seen spoilers myself, um, but here's the thing, okay, people in here talking about they're ready to fight, people are really upset, listen, if I don't want to see something, Okay, on my, you know, because I know people talk. I know people are ignorant. Some people just like to say things. On, I know that. So if I don't want to know something, then I probably shouldn't log on. I probably shouldn't 
go scrolling down my timeline looking to see what other people have to say. I mean, because that's really how you, you know, see, people need to understand. Going to your timeline is a choice, right? I mean, let's just really talk about this for a quick, not a long time, but really just think about it. You have to hit the button, scroll down. And so, so many people have become so conditioned that as soon as they log on to their Facebook page, they just scroll down to see what other people are talking about. You don't have to do that. People, you, ever, you know what I mean? Like people will look at you like you're like when you'll be like, no, it's on my timeline. I didn't want to see it. It just popped up. My, no, no, it didn't just pop up on your timeline. You went looking for that on your timeline. Okay? And so you don't have to uh, do that. But also, and here's probably more the more important thing about that is, and I said this online yesterday, is that every just because you know somebody, right? Like you, you had like I know a lot of people, you know. But I'm not friends with a lot of people. You know what I mean? Like I know people. I, you know, I may know you through this person, or we may have done business, or just know you from being out and about, or whatever the case is. Just because you know someone doesn't mean that that person has to be on your friends list. I think we live in a society in 2018 where, you know, it, it says that there's like this unspoken rule that, oh, if I know you, if I run into you, if, or if we do business, I have to be on your friends list. Why? Are you a, is, that, is that a positive person? You know what I mean? Does that person – I mean, think about what a friend is. And then obviously there's going to be different definitions for a real friend or a Facebook friend or a social media follower, but – at the end of the day, if the person is negative, I don't want you in my life on a friendship level. I don't want you on my, my timeline. I don't want you coming onto my, these threads to debate. I don't want any of that. And so just, that's just some food for thought. Everyone you know, like I see a lot of people, for example, you know, you see people posting subliminal messages to people. Like, like if you have to post a subliminal message you know, to someone, you don't want to say their name, but if that post is directed to someone, you know they're going to see it, chances are that person doesn't, that's not your friend, and they don't need to be on your friends list. I went out and deleted at least five, six people. I'm probably going to delete some more. People who are just negative. Like, I'm talking about they don't like pictures. They don't ever comment positively. They don't ever just add any form of inspiration or, or, or anything. They just come on to be negative and to argue and to debate and to disagree. Those are not your friends. You know that, right? Like if the only time I see you or hear from you is, is to be negative, that's, you know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't need you, you know, around. So whether it's Avengers, spoilers, or whatever the case is, let's do some spring. Everybody's doing spring cleaning. It's beautiful out here, nice weather. Let's really do some spring cleaning, clean up some of these Facebook friends so people can stop complaining, all right? So what else? It, like I said, everyone's talking about Bill Cosby. Everyone's talking about Kanye West. But if ever anyone cares about what's going on internationally, and I don't know if you guys have been following, but North Korea and South Korea have actually agreed. You know, they have like an agreement on the table to end the the Korean War. And this is a, this is a war that's been going on forever, long as I can remember. And and that's huge. And the fact that there are more people talking about Kanye West. You know what I'm saying? Then they are talking about, hey, you hear people talking about oh, you know, peace in the Middle East, world, world peace. This is like a major, major, major thing. Two world powers coming to, you know, the peace. You know, and, no, and really no one is talking about it. No one even cares. And, 
you know, I know no one wants to talk about the role that Donald Trump is playing. Yeah, I'm not even going to go there because that's like, you know what I mean? That's a whole nother topic. But these are things, in my opinion, that actually matter. Kanye West's views about slavery, it, you know, in all actuality, don't matter. Okay? We'll, we'll talk about it. But at the end of the day, it, it doesn't affect anything. I spent some time, if you guys tuned in last week, I was uh, talking about the Meek Mill situation. The week before that, I was talking about the Starbucks uh, situation with the two young men. You know, and just at the end of the day, guys, we have to be a little bit more smart. We have to think for ourselves. Uh, With a lot of stuff, we have to really think about, hey, what's really important to me? Not what social media says should be important to me. Not what the media says, the mainstream media says, but, hey, what do I believe in? What am I passionate about? Stand for that. All right. Speaking of the Starbucks guys, shout out to them. Um, they they did a uh, they reached a settlement with the city of Philadelphia. You guys are, are aren't local here in Philly or haven't been following the case. They they reached a settlement uh, with the city where they both settled for one dollar each. They settled for one dollar each, and they agreed to work with the city to implement a $200,000 mentorship program uh, for, for entrepreneurs, young entrepreneurs uh, in the city and, um, you know, get help, you know, just mentor them and get their dreams off the ground. So I want to commend those young brothers uh, for that. If you, I'm not going to go into the whole situation. If you guys heard the, you know, I spent about two hours talking about those guys in that situation. So check out that show to hear my views on that situation. Uh, but I, I think what they did uh, is commendable. Um, what they chose not to do, you know, sue the city for, you know, try to get millions of dollars, um, capitalizing off of the situation for, for personal gain. I respect what they did as far as putting that money and that energy to, to good use. So uh, shout out to them. Um, that said, uh, in my opinion, and I said this a lot, you know, on, on this special that I did, I don't necessarily believe that the police uh, did anything wrong. I don't believe that the city uh, should be held liable uh, for what happened, and that's my opinion. I don't. If if anything, uh, if anything, and again, you know, we we don't know exactly what happened, uh, but if anything, I think that's an issue between Starbucks uh, and those individuals. If if management uh, wanted to pay them some money or work with them to do something, then okay, fine. But I don't. You know, the city. At the end of the day, these guys were trespassing. You know what I'm saying? These guys were actually asked to leave, whether that was racially motivated or what. But at the end of the day, if you're asked, and I, you know, like I said, I don't want to repeat the whole show, but if you're asked to leave a private establishment and you refuse to, that's that's you know that's trespassing. That's the def, you know the textbook definition of trespassing. And so the police were called, and they did their job by you know removing those individuals who were asked to leave. Now again, if there were some racial things, that's something that you discuss after the fact. That's something that, you, you know what I mean, if they wanted to sue Starbucks for racial discrimination and they wanted to settle with Starbucks for racial discrimination, then that's a whole other topic. That's another conversation. But for the city to take responsibility, for the police department to settle, for basically just doing their job, I don't believe that was, uh, you know, I don't think that was warranted. But, again, I'm, it's, I'm glad if, if it took something like that to bring about some positivity, Two hundred thousand dollars towards entrepreneurship for for young uh, young young African Americans. Uh, I'm I'm all for that. So, uh, shout out to those two young brothers. 
And uh, lastly, in, in what's going on in the world, uh, I, I heard today, and this is crazy, uh, and I just got finished talking about friends and, you know, real friends, who's a real friend, who's a not real friend. Kevin Hart, this whole uh, extortion situation, evidently he was doing something inappropriate, you know, with someone who is not his wife, uh, and I guess he had one of his boys along or, you know, whatever the situation was, this guy ended up getting some things on tape. He was taping his friend doing, you know what I mean, doing some, some inappropriate things, and and he it turned out that he was trying to extort Kevin Hart for some money, and you know this this guy was arrested and now it's this whole big thing. But you know, and I, I'll say this, guys, you gotta be careful who you hang around. You gotta be careful who you do dirt with. Let's be honest. Um, you, you know, everybody who who is on your friends list, everybody who you go to the club with, everybody who you know you might go to a party with or a cookout with is not necessarily your friend. You get money with somebody, that may just be who you get money with. That might not be your actual friend. And, and uh, this guy, Kevin Hart, uh, who was trying to extort Kevin Hart, uh, is a good example of that. So hopefully he'll, uh, you know, pay for you know, what he was, what he tried to do. I want to, like I said, I want to spend the majority of today's show, and, you know, real quick, should I see some people on Facebook Live? Shout out to you guys. Um, people listening on iTunes, podcasts, all these other streaming platforms. That I, I don't even know all the ones that pick us up. So shout out to, to you guys tuned in. Um, I want to spend some time talking about Bill Cosby. Um, but I, I, I want to talk about Bill Cosby, but I also want to talk about sex games. Many of you guys may remember many years ago on this show, shout out to the old school listeners who have been tuning in for over 10 years, seven, eight years ago, I did a show uh, entitled Sex Game. In fact, I did two shows, Sex Games and I think Sex Games 2015 or 16 and now. I want to revisit this topic. And that topic then was, you know, there are a lot of games being played in and out of the bedroom. And I know this is not a, 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 a popular uh, perspective to have, um, you know, I've talked to many people about it, Bill Cosby. You know, some people are on board with the guilty verdict. You know, it's like, oh, he raped all these women, he's drugging all these women, so I'm glad he found him guilty. And other people, you know, they're looking at it like, well, you know, think he should have been guilty. They just kind of believe that he's. They still see him as as, as Cliff Huxtable and as the, the philanthropist Bill Cosby. And and I want to start this. Show, so I want to talk about it, it from both sides. But one of the things I think it's important to do is to start out with the fact, not, you know, the speculation, not my opinion, but the fact that Bill Cosby, before we get into anything else, it is a fact that Bill Cosby is one of the greatest philanthropists in black history. Okay? That is a fact. You know, maybe I, you know, maybe a little bit more aware, or maybe even somewhat biased, just because I, I grew up in Philadelphia, where I literally have seen Bill Cosby give millions and millions of dollars, okay, to uh, HBCUs, uh, Temple University, LaSalle University, 
to the Penn Relays, one of the largest or the largest track meet in the in the world. You know, a place where I ran back in the day. Uh, scholarship funds, other forms of uh, community service programs, and it is a fact that no matter what the jury says, no matter what how the the mainstream media is tarnishing this man's name, his legacy, his reputation. It is a fact that he is one of the greatest black, I mean, forget black, but certainly one of the greatest black philanthropists and maybe just one of the greatest philanthropists in in our history, one of our greatest leaders, okay, a pioneer in television, in movies, paved the way for many in comedy. You know what I'm saying? And I think that no matter what, I'm going to do my part to acknowledge that. I'm going to use my platform to acknowledge that because so many people, they subscribe to the mainstream media to shape their opinions. And, and we need to know as African-Americans, he's still one of us. You know what I mean? He's still, he is someone, when we think about the, the greats, the people who have really strived to uh, put things in, uh, uh, in infrastructure in place for us to be able to do things in entertainment, you know, he's someone that, you know, absolutely deserves to be recognized and acknowledged as one of the greats. So I just wanted to start off by saying that. Um, Now, aside from that, where the issue comes in, where the debate comes in, is, you know, the controversy is, you know, he, he was tried for rape. He was on trial for rape. He was found guilty of rape. Found guilty of raping Andrea Constant. Now, one of the things that I I want to start because a lot of times and you guys know me when I talk about things like Trayvon Martin, Tamir Rice, Philando Castillo, like a lot of these these things that you guys have heard me talk about these social action issues, I like to approach from a legal standpoint. Um, and I think it's important for people to understand first and foremost that Bill Cosby was on trial for raping. Andrea Constant. You know, you hear people talking about, you know, all these 50 women, 60 women, he raped all these women. It's like, whoa, 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 stop. That's all speculation. That is all accusation. Okay? And, and in my opinion, if you know, and I'm just being honest with, with myself, I don't believe a lot of those accusations, and I also don't uh, even believe that many of those women even exist. I mean, if you think, and let me tell you why I say that. One of the things you guys have to understand is that when you get to a certain point in entertainment and the power that these, these, these people who, who are behind the scenes have, you know, a lot of this stuff is all fake news. And for lack, I mean, and for lack of a better term, I know that term has become somewhat, um, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, like everyone's saying it a lot. Um, it's It's one of those things where, they can just put out a story, and it just sticks. It doesn't matter if the women are actually real. It doesn't matter. Like, how many women, really think about it. How many women have you guys actually seen interviews with saying they, they accuse? I've seen a few, but I haven't seen 60. You know what I mean? I haven't seen. And also, if you think about it, of all these women, why are there only, why, first of all, why was Andrea Constant the only one where the charges stuck. Okay, I mean, really, just think about what's wrong. Twenty years, ten years ago, twenty years ago, all of a sudden, people were talking about they were raped, and that's not to say that that's not possible. 
But if you understand how the industry works, for all of those women to come out at the same time or for all of this to come out at, at one point when he's actually being tried for one particular person, that's media. That's all media right there. That's all media. Like I know people are saying, yes, oh, you know, a lot of that stuff was already, they came for it. Well, they didn't wait 20 years. I understand that. Listen to what I'm saying. I understand that some people mentioned it many years ago, and I understand that many accusations were made. But what I'm saying is for everyone to all of a sudden be talking about all these other women all of these years later, that coincides with a media-driven agenda against that particular man. Is that anything you hear about, you guys need to understand this, when, when you hear about something nationally on CNN or NBC, that is the media, that is for an, an agenda. There's so much stuff that goes on out here that we don't hear about, stuff that's going on in other countries, stuff that's going on behind the scenes domestically that you will never even hear about. Because why? Not because it's not important, because there's no agenda behind it. There's no money behind it. They're not trying to prove a particular point. Donald Trump is front-page news every single day. Why? Because it's big business. Bill Cosby is in the news. Why? Because it's big business. Some people may say, big business, how? What do you mean? Big business because it drives ratings. Ratings drive advertising dollars. So when you can tap into ratings and advertising dollars, you're going to get a taste of them. "Mm, Oh, I just made a million dollars off this, $1,000 in 30 seconds. How can we keep this money train rolling? Let's find the next hot topic. Oh, Kanye West said something. Okay, let's keep it moving with him. Advertising dollars, headlines, clicks, streams, more revenue being generated, all because of what? Ratings, money. That's how the world works. So you have to understand. So the reality is, before I even get into the facts or anything else, you guys got to understand that Andrea Constant is the only woman that this man was accused of raping. I'll say the only man, oh, excuse me, the only woman that he was on trial for raping. Okay, that's what, that's the first thing. So disregard all these other women because the, I'm not going to say they don't matter, but when if you're talking legally, they don't matter. One of the reasons I believe that Bill Cosby was found uh, when there was a mistrial. In the first trial was because the, all those other women, a judge who actually had some sense, said, you know what? This is between you and Bill, Andrea. So all those other women, we're not going to hear from you guys. You guys are irrelevant to this case. So you're not, your testimony is invalid here. In my opinion, that, that's what happened in the first trial. That's why they couldn't find, you know, uh, in, the jurors couldn't find him guilty. Because if you look at just Andrea Constant. It's no way anybody could look at that situation and be like, I find you guilty beyond a shadow of a doubt. That case was literally filled with reasonable doubt. I don't know if you guys have ever been a, a jurors or you know, had jury duty or anything like that or even know about the law, but to, to take away someone's freedom, to put someone in jail, in Bill's case, really for the rest of his life, you need to be able to prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that that person is guilty. No questions asked, no doubt whatsoever. This situation with Andrea Constant, that's impossible. I said online, these jurors must have been smoking crack because the case had all types of reasonable doubt. Maybe you want to talk about some of the reasonable doubt, doubt that I'm talking about. 
I said online, I said, I said at, at some point, you know, the BS has to stop. Okay? It ha- at some point, it has to. One of the questions that I asked was, as a woman, and, you know, obviously I'm a man, but ladies, you know, help me out. But, I mean, just from a logical standpoint, why would you keep having sex with someone, con- con- first of all, consensual sex with someone, Having an affair with someone that you know is a married man, right, who supposedly drugged you and raped you. Some people who may be unfamiliar with the case are listening. They say, well, what do you mean? What do you mean? That's what, you know, why is that so hard to believe? He raped, he drugged, he gave her the, the quaaludes. He, he raped her. Well, well, here's the thing. And I'm not saying that didn't happen, but the question still remains, why would you continue having sex with a married man who drugged and raped you. Some people still don't get it. Listen, Andrea Constant continued having sex with him after that, that, that supposed incident. They said, she said, okay, I want to press charges against Bill Cosby. Okay, what happened? Well, on this day, at this time, he brought me over to the crib. He, get, he put some drugs in my drink, whatever. He, he sexually assaulted me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, at what point does that make sense? Why would you continue having sex? I need answers to this. No woman in their right mind would continue having consensual sex. Now, don't get me wrong. I understand that some women are in abusive relationships. I've done many specials over the years on domestic violence. So I understand the psychology behind staying with a man in a relationship, in an abusive marriage, or different situations like that where you feel like you're forced to stay and you you know, things where there'll be repercussions if you leave. This was not an abusive situation. Bill Cosby didn't abuse her. She was a hoe. I mean, let's, you know, let's call it what it is. Let's call these jump-offs what they are. Andrea Constant was Bill Cosby's jump-off. She was a Friday night freak. Bill was, had some money. He had some power. He wanted to step out on his wife every once in a while with multiple different women. And she was one of many women that he smashed off on the low. She came over, did some sexual favors, you know, and kept it moving on on an ongoing basis. So there is no way you can convince me that if you have a jump off, somebody who is your jump, we all are grown, we know what a jump off is. We know what a Friday night freak is. There are some women out here who are down for the cause, they know what it is, they play their part, they know their role, and when it's time to get down, they're ready to get down, and then they keep it moving. They keep it discreet because they know you're married, they know you're in a relationship, whatever the case is, and that's the role that she plays. Where in that equation is there rape? Now, and let's, let's keep, so let's, well, what about the drugs? What about the Spanish fly? The quaaludes? Okay, let's I mean, we, let's talk about that. Now, did Bill was Bill Cosby a freak? Right? I mean, but see, here's the thing. On one hand, we want to convict Bill Cosby. And I say convict legally, but I also mean convict in the court of public opinion. One of our greatest leaders, as I talked about earlier on, you know, for the same things that your favorite rapper glorifies on a regular basis. Jay-Z raps about Molly. Rick Ross raps about ecstasy and 
and, and, you know, all these other recreational drugs that are specifically used. Ironically, Rick Ross was under, uh, you know, got into some trouble with the ladies a few years ago for, for making reference to raping women in a similar fashion, drugging them, putting them in a drink, and she ain't even know. Like, they get and people are mad at Rick Ross for that. But pe- people still buy his music. People still go to his concerts. They still res- uh, they uh, request his music on the radio. But when Bill Cosby wants to have a little fun with the Quaaludes, that's a problem. But today, what do y'all think Molly is used for? You know how many rappers? I'm just asking. Y'all know how many rappers, modern-day rappers, the most popular rappers today, they have songs that rap about having sex with women while they are high and incapacitated and out of their minds on these, these recreational drugs. Y'all know that, right? So why is it okay for Jay-Z and all these other rappers to rap about sex with women after drugging them? But it's, it's a problem when Bill Cosby does it. I don't believe Bill Cosby raped Andrea Constant because that's all, at the end of the day, anybody can say anything. You can accuse somebody of anything. But there's no proof and there's no evidence that you, you can even believe them. You can believe them, but you cannot put someone in jail without evidence and without proof. And to this day, I have not seen any evidence, I have not seen any proof that Bill Cosby raped anyone. There's a whole, this whole Me Too movement, this Time's Up movement, is filled with accusations. But if you really look at a lot of these situations, and I'm talking about Bill Cosby, I'm not going to get into Matt Lau and Harvey Weinstein. You know, I'm just saying, if you look at this case, and then you really look at the evidence or lack thereof, you even had this woman, what, bragging or was talking to one of her friends about how to uh, extort celebrities for, for drugs, and this, this friend, was, that the information was made uh, public. Come on, man. Like, you know, we're getting, it's getting out of control. There's no way you should be able to, to have that type of information available. You know what I'm saying? That's like you being on trial for murder, and somebody else comes out the blue saying, yeah, yeah, I want to kill that dude. You know, I, I'm going to go ahead and kill that guy. Yeah, you know, that Daydon dude, he's on trial, but, you know, I, back in the day, I was thinking about killing him too. And this is how, like, come on. That's reasonable doubt right there. You can't do that. You know, and so here's the thing. At the end of the day, when y'all, like I said, I want to talk about sex games. Because it's really, I, like, that's how I feel about Bill Cosby. But I feel like there's a message here. I've talked, I put this message out there before, do it again because it's, it, it's applicable to this topic. And this is, let me just say this, there is not, I'm not one of those guys that is here to justify rape. I'm not here to justify sexual assault. I'm not here to uh, victim shame. I don't do that. I help women for a living. So I want to make that clear. In fact, because I help women for a living, I want to, my goal, as, as my goal is every show I do, to help women, and this is the whole mission statement here on the show, is to help women avoid many of the uncomfortable circumstances that they often find themselves in at the hands of men. You guys have heard me say that countless times over the years. That's what I do. That's what the purpose of this show is. And so, and even if you listen to my show from a few weeks ago on uh, Why Men Cheat, I said that same thing then because I think it's important to understand bad things happen. 
It's just a matter of trying to figure out what's the best way to avoid those things from happening. And so I have my daughter is six. She'll be seven. When she gets old enough, I'm going to let her know all of this. This is not something I just say for social media, for a talk show, for a podcast. This is me. This is what I, this is what I tell young people, young women that I work with. This is stuff I tell women, regular women, older women. This is stuff I'm going to tell my daughter. This is stuff I've told my sister. Ladies, if you, first of all, don't be a hoe, okay? Respect yourselves. Don't be anybody's slut. Don't be somebody, what I mean by that is don't be a hoe. You know what I'm saying? There's really no clarification needed for that. But I mean, like, if someone's married, if someone has a girlfriend and you know that, don't be a hoe and go ahead and still try to creep with that man. Don't be the type of, I always say online, and this is my new book, all throughout the book, respect yourself. If, you know, if, if a man does not love you, if a man does not cherish you, if a man is not actively pursuing a future with you, don't give your body to that man because all that man is going to do is look at you like a freak. And it's impossible to respect a woman who allows herself to be made a jump off. Some of these women out here out here giving up the ass all willy-nilly like it's no big deal, getting nice out. We should not live in a society where you can see a beautiful woman, a sexy woman walking down the street with, a, with some short shorts on and with a, or a short skirt on, a sundress on. You pull over your car, get her number, call her over that night, and, and sleep with that woman. It should not be that easy. But as the fellas know, oh, it absolutely is that easy. You know what I'm saying? It's absolutely that easy. You know what I mean? And I'm saying it should not, it should not do that. It should not, we should not, it sh- we should not as men be able to just pull over and get sex. So my goal is to uh, res- encourage women, empower, that's, see women talking about empowerment. I'm saying everyone's talking about empowerment, but there's a lot of fake empowerment going on out here, right? There's a lot, there's, everyone will look, wants to look at the Me Too movement as empowerment. For me, the, the real empowerment is, hey, women, empower yourselves by respecting yourselves, right? Empower yourselves by not allowing yourselves to be, even be in the house like Andrea Constant was with the married men. Everyone wants to talk about the result. Everyone, it doesn't matter if she was there to, to have an affair with him. He shouldn't have raped and drugged her. Everyone wants to say, oh, you know, it, a woman should be able to lay butt naked with a man, but at the moment she says no, then no should mean no. And you're right. You're right, absolutely. No absolutely means no. What's up? I see some people. What's this? On uh, social media. Shout out to everybody on uh, uh, Facebook Live. What's it? I see my man Jacoby on there. Kobe, what's up, man? No, call him to the show. Kobe had a lot to think about to say on Facebook. Call him to the show, 646-200-366. I'll let you right through. We can talk. Anybody can talk. Y'all know me. I keep it excellent. I, I keep it real. I'm not here to, you know, to bash, but at the end of the day, I said at some point, the BS has to stop. We have too many pansy men out here making excuses for foolishness. All right? 
Yes, men need to be accountable when we cross that line. But I've been in this situation before, and everyone is not crossing a line. A lot of lines are blurred. What's that Robin's uh, thick song, Blurred Lines? Uh, we, we all know it. What am I talking about? I'm talking about a sex game. A lot of women are acting playing dumb. Oh, I don't, what's a sex game? No, we all know what a sex game is. Let me give you all an example. A sex game is when, you know, you might be sexting somebody. Oh, yeah, I'm going to do this to you. I'm going to do that to you. Well, here, send me a picture of you. And when we hook up, this is what's, what it's going to be. But, you know what I'm saying? And that's what it is. And then, you know, we all get into the moment after getting that man all hot and bothered, playing games. You know, the man tries to touch you. It's like, whoa. I called you over because you, you know, this is what we said we were going to do. Now now you're here. We're on the couch. And, I mean, we're making out. You're butt naked. You see me going in the wild for the condom. <laughs> like, you let me put the condom on. Now I'm trying to stick it in. Now, you, now you're saying no. Now, real quick, let me stop right there. Even that is, is, is still, that still means no. Even at that point. Don't get me wrong. If a man, if a woman says no, I want to be clear. There's a lot of psychos out here like to twist and turn, like to, to manipulate the words. I'm not Kanye West. You're not gonna manipulate my words. When I, I, I'm very clear. Even at that moment, where the condom is on, it's all wet down there. You can tell she wants it. You're about to do what you do, but at that moment when she says stop. At that moment when she says no, still means no. Absolutely. But is that what we're here for me? I don't know what these weirdos are out here doing, but that's not what my goal is. My goal isn't here to, to say what should happen, okay? That's not what I'm here. That's a waste of time to me. To me, what's more important is to help these women avoid even being in those situations where they find themselves getting raped. Because the, the sad reality is a lot of these men, more often than not, not saying everybody, but a lot of these dudes, they're not trying to hear. And they're scumbags. Don't get me wrong. I don't, wanna, I don't want this to be misconstrued. I do not want this to be misconstrued. But I'd rather have this uncomfortable conversation, I'd rather teach this uncomfortable lesson than to have to talk about, hey, Let's set up some rape counseling for you. You don't even, as women, you don't even want to find yourself in that predicament to, because to, when you're laying there with your legs open, right, on the bed, spread eagle on the bed, trying to say no, that's not really a fair fight. I mean, you're at, that, what I mean is you're at that man's disposal. These men are 200 pounds, 300 pounds, whatever the case is, these are strong men. If he wants to take it, then he's going to take it. And there's not going to be a damn thing you can do about it. Now, watch this. This is where the widows come in. Is that right that he just takes it? Of course not. I mean, only of course not. That's rape. Rape is wrong. But as a father, I don't want to have to comfort my daughter. As I don't have to, you know, Fix, try to fix that and console her after being I want to help her avoid that. And that should be the message. Don't even put yourself in that situation. If you, I mean, bottom line is, if you ain't trying to have sex, ladies, stop going in these men's cribs. And that's, again, I, I know the deal. I know that's unpopular. 
That is not a popular uh, view to have. But the fathers know what you want to do. You want to have to get your gun and go look for somebody? Or you want to tell your daughter, look, don't even do it. Come on. You're grown. At this point, you're grown. Don't even go to the crib. Don't even go to the crib. What are you going to the crib for? What was Andrea Constant going to the crib for? What was Desiree Washington going to the hotel for when she got smashed off by Mike Tyson? Do I think Mike Tyson raped Desiree Washington? No, I don't. <laughs> nope. Don't believe that. Do I think that she went there for sex? you damn right. Do I think that Mike is crazy and, you know, he, he, he got a little wild and things got a little out of hand? Sure. You know, and do I feel, feel like she, you know, did what she did and afterwards felt a little bad about it and said, you know what, I'm going to get you back, Mike Tyson? That's what I believe that. But do I think he raped her? No, I don't. And that's all I'm saying about this stuff. You know, does no mean no? Absolutely. You know, no absolutely means no uh, when it's said. Unfortunately, and again, that's where the sex games come into play. Because I can't tell you how many times me personally, I found myself in a situation where, watch this, I call it the destiny child syndrome. The woman is saying, no, 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 no. And then she's turning around and saying, yes, 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 yes. So which is it? Let's keep it real. Let's, let's be honest. Think back. Because, you know, women who are older a lot of times, they don't play those games. But when we're talking about these younger women, these, these naive women who like to, you know, they got these emotional walls up. It's like, oh, I'm going to give it to him, but I want him to work for it. And I, listen, don't try to beat me here over the head with the BS because I've been there and I've done it. I know how it goes down. That's how it goes down. A lot of times you got to work for it. you got to fight for it. you got to show me you really want it. I'm going to make you jump through these hoops. But at the end of it, you get there at 11 o'clock, but by 2 o'clock it's going down. Like nobody, grown folk, we're not really playing those games. So I get it. But at what point does the man know the no actually means no. I mean, that's just a, that's a question. And the fact, like I said, the only people that's debating is the dudes out here that's trying to get this sex from these, these women and the women who found themselves in these situations and are playing these types. But people who really know what's up, how many, I mean, let's be honest. How many times have you had sex with a man that wasn't raped? Keep it real. You, you, know, you, you had sex with, you had consensual sex with this man. But before the sex happened, how many times did you tell him no? How many times, how long did he have to play tug of war with the panties before you finally, okay, all right, and he, you let him slide them things down? How many, come on, let's just, I've been there. Don't try to tell me it don't happen because I know what happened. How many times, ladies, do you struggle? No, 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 stop. He's trying to pull him down. He gets a finger up in there, and then you're oh. Oh, that feel. Wait a minute. This isn't so bad. Well, let me just kiss it for a minute. He goes down and starts licking it. After, oh, okay. And then, then the panties slides the panties to the side. He sticks the tongue up in there. Now that the, the, the grip, that grip on the panties isn't as strong, right? And as you know, you come on. We've been there. Now that, but you, but you said no, right? You said no. You said no. Should he have stopped before sliding the panties to the side and, stick, and sticking his finger in or sticking his tongue in? And if he would have, if he would have stopped, would the sex have gone down? 
after he did those things, what, did, did you feel violated? You said no. But he ignored your no and stuck a tongue in. After the tongue was in, the grip on the panties loosened. The panties came down. He put the condom on and inserted himself. Is that rape? You said no. Right? 20 years later, will that man get a notification that he has been subscribed and enrolled in Me Too University? Is his time up because you said no, but he chose to stick his tongue in, and then eventually the sex went down? I'm not not just preaching. I'm asking. I'm, I'm really asking for the young folk out there who need answers to these questions. Is that rape? People won't call in, but they'll talk on social media. So let me know. I'll read the comments. Is the, the scenario that I'm describing, is that rape? In my opinion, no. I don't believe so. But that's, that's what we were. Story, you know, I tell this story all the time. One of my buddies went down to uh, Tuskegee University. Back in the day, 112 was down, and they did the, uh, the party, then they did the after party, and then after the after party, they were on the tour bus, and the line, they had women lined up at the tour bus to see 112. And they had asked them, they said, they were asking women, women say, all right, you know, we want to get on the bus, we want to meet 112. And the, and the, and the bouncer, the uh, security guard, was at the door saying, look, ladies, don't go in there if you ain't trying to take your clothes off. Let me ask you all a question. Do you think that women were leaving the line after being told that? Mm-mm, they weren't. Nope. Now they stayed. They stayed in line. They told them at the door, "If you go in there, you get in. You be prepared to take your clothes off." Now I don't know what you what you go at station y'all watch, but I haven't heard anything twenty years later about one twelve raping any women on a tour bus. Please stop putting yourselves in these situations. That is not, I want to be crystal clear. That is not, I'm not here to bash. I'm not here to shame. I am here to help avoid rape. There are many, 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 many men out here who are the scum of the earth. They don't give a damn if you say no. They don't give a damn about a Me Too movement. They will kill you. They will rape you and, 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 to avoid any confusion, they will kill you. I know people that will do these things, and many who might even have done these things. So my goal is not to blame the women. It's ultimately to help the women not be raped and killed, not be raped and left on the side of the road, road, pushed out of a car, and just dropped off somewhere. Back when I was in college, we met this, uh, I, I used my, we had some buddies, who did the uh, the campus police, and you know we were we were cool with them. So we, late night Saturday night we would just walk the campus because that was their their shift. It was from like you know ten o'clock to two o'clock. So we would just walk the campus. And one day one night we came across this young woman who was balled up in a corner, and she was butt naked. We said, "Yo, what the heck is going on?" She was shivering. We said, "Yo," we walked over. We said, "Hey, are you okay?" She, she was, like, spaced out. Like she was totally out of it. Like, are you, where, where, where are your clothes? Where are you coming from? What, what happened? She couldn't talk. She couldn't even compose herself. We said, here, just so I gave her my jacket. Another guy gave her uh, his jacket. 
and we and we literally carried her into a dorm room, uh, and, and you know gave her you know uh, gave her to the uh, you know like the the resident uh, you know the lead resident there, and they called campus police and they were able to you know eventually find out where she was supposed to be. Long story short, it turned out that somebody had given her Rohypno. She went to one of these white frat parties, and somebody had drugged her, raped her. You know, and that's 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 horrible. You know, stuff like that should never happen. And that's what I'm saying. There are men out here who prey upon women. That's all I'm saying. A lot of people will still, no matter how I phrase it, no matter, like, people who will 100% miss that message, and for those people, that's cool. Just keep listening to C, uh, CNN and TMZ and all that. Just get your news there. But for people who who actually, you know, have kids, and maybe want to help them avoid uh, situations that they may have been through, you know. Just try. And it's not. Don't get me wrong. I don't want y'all to think it's not always possible to avoid rape. Don't get me wrong. I, I understand that you can be raped walking down the street. Don't get. I'm not saying. But I'm saying when you have an opportunity to avoid putting yourself in a questionable situation. A situation where you know, like, let's, let's, let me just, one last thing. Because I, th- I feel like some people still haven't gotten the point. Let me give you a, a different example. Ladies, you know how it goes. If you go out with your girlfriends and, you know, you might be talking, to, you're going out to have, you know, go, go to a lounge. But there's this one guy in your life that you might like, you might be talking to, you might even be sleeping with. So because at the end of that particular night, you know you're getting sex. You have the intention of having sex with a particular person. You're like, yeah, I'm going to go out. I'm going to have me some fun tonight, and that's how the night's going to end. You know, So you may put on a special perfume. You may do a special shave down there. You may match the bra with the panties when you know darn well any other night, that bra and panty, you just got them all types of mismatch. But that particular night, you know what you got going on later on. So this you plan for that, right? But other nights, you know what I'm saying? Like you know you're going over there and why you're going over All I'm saying, if that's not the case, probably not best to go over there at 2 o'clock in the morning. That's all I'm saying. That's all. I mean, I'm just, because you know what's in his mind. I'll give you all, I'll keep it extra real with you all. Back in the day, I got a million. A lot of these stories y'all have heard from way back in the day. Man, like we would go in the club, go to the clubs, me and the homies, and it was already understood that we were getting sex that night. It was just a question of who we were having sex with. So after we were, you know, carpool, or we all meet up there or whatever, and then on the way back home, we're all going through phones. We're at, back in the day, it was little black books to see, all right, who can we call? You know what I'm saying? Like, all right, she's a freak. She's a freak. All right, cool. She. She has a girlfriend for you. All right, I can hook you up with her. All right, bet we can go back to her crib. She's got her own spot. Go there, you know, have a big sex fest. Like, that's just what it was. And some women are okay with that. I'm not judging that. I'm not judging the people who do what they do. All I'm saying is if you know that that's not what you're into, there ain't no chilling at 2 o'clock. And what Drake just said it. He said, don't come over at 2 a.m. trying to cuddle with me. Like that, don't do it. Ain't nobody cuddling at two a.m. Now again, 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 again. 
Does that mean if you say no, that that should not mean no? It absolutely does. No means no. But guess what? It's a lot of cold-hearted sons of bitches that absolutely don't give a damn about your no. That's all I'm saying. And unless you want to be a victim, increase your chances of becoming a victim, it's probably uh, not best to go over there at, at, at 2 a.m. knowing you're celibate, knowing you ain't trying to get in there. That's all. What else is going on? I, I think I've exhausted that. I'm sure there will be people. I'm sure I'm going to get some hate mail. I'm sure I'm going to see some comments. I'm not looking at it. I'm sure there will be some people who, no matter how clear I, you know, I, I make it, there will be some people that want to debate with that, and you know. But I would rather have people mad at me than to have to go under the mattress and get my gun and go looking for somebody who raped one of my loved ones. I'd rather have this conversation than that conversation. That's just you know, and I will not apologize for that. And and that's just what it is. Right. What else? Cutting R. Kelly has become a. Uh, a, a recent uh, a topic in the news. It was around a while ago, but R. Kelly, you know, when the whole he married Aaliyah, he had sex with the and peed on the 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 you know the chick in the video. Um, now you know some allegations of him having a a cult, you know, a, a sex house where all types of crazy things go down. I mean, if if that is true, then you know, uh, that, then R. Kelly's a slime ball. Do I think R. Kelly's a slime ball anyway? Absolutely. You know, R. Kelly is not someone who I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, you know, let's all support R. Kelly. You know, it is what it is. We know what he did. You know, but I think people still buy his music. I mean, his concerts are still, uh, you know, selling out. And so, I mean, if you want to boycott R. Kelly now after 20 years of, of listening, uh, you know, step in the name of love and and all this other stuff, Sam Cook samples, and all this. Y'all want to, all of a sudden, because of Me Too, y'all want to bring this back up? I mean, <laughs> have at it. You know? Uh, my thing is, let's have some consistency. And, my, and I'll just say this. It, in my opinion, it is counterproductive to boycott R. Kelly, to bash Bill Cosby, but then to still go out to these Beyonce concerts, to these Jay-Z concerts where Beyonce is encouraging promiscuity, Jay-Z is encouraging uh, recreational drugs used for sex, uh, Rick Ross, uh, you know, T.I., uh, I mean, anyone you can think of is glorifying promiscuity, uh, a sexual lifestyle, gangs, drugs, guns. So for me, it's counterproductive and even hypocritical to support these artists who who are really in in large part responsible for the for influencing the youth negatively. You cannot, on one hand, be passionate about Me Too. That's why this this whole Hollywood thing is re- ridiculous. The entire Hollywood culture. I mean, here first, I'm not going to get too deep in this. But if you really know, like I know what goes on at these pre- or post-Oscar parties, these post-Grammy parties, the eyes wide shut parties, celebrities with masks on and, 
you know, uh, you know, orgies. Like, y'all think that stuff is just movies? Y'all think that people aren't getting blindfolded and handcuffed at any these celebrities? And I mean, that is the culture. That's why this whole thing is a joke. It's ridiculous. If you really know how Hollywood works and the stuff that goes on behind closed doors, orgies, they are, these guys are perverted. They do, you know, sexual rituals and all types of stuff. The same people standing up, at, you know, preaching to you, talking down to you at the Grammys, talking about Me Too and Time's Up, those same people are the ones behind the mask talking about, you know, punish me. Like, I'm not even going to try to convince. Like, I know what goes on. And if you don't know what goes on, do some research on, on the industry. This, people, listen, the industry is evil. It's the most evil and satanic thing you could even imagine. You know, and if you really listen closely, that's why I'm going to talk about Kanye West. If you really listen closely to what a lot of these celebrities are saying, not on the 30-second sound bites designed to push ratings and, and add dollars, but if you really listen to what they're saying, they can't speak, you know, they can't say specifically. That's why you got to read between the lines. So I'll tell you why in a minute. But if you really listen, you'll see how hypocritical these people are. You're out here loving the same celebrities that have literally devoted their lives to, to pushing an agenda designed to negatively influence our children. That's, that's, that's amazing to me. People get so hyped and so passionate, like these, like these celebrities who've sold their souls for fame and fortune are, are like they're like gods, like they're the voice of reason, like they're not evil incarnate themselves. It's deep, you know. I'm gonna check out these. Uh, I'm gonna check out these comments in a little bit, man. But y'all know me; I get so hyped. Like I told y'all, man, phone lines are always – I don't take a lot of calls. I used to back in the day, but listen, I'm live now. A lot of people might listen later or whatever, but when I'm live, yo, y'all can call me. Y'all can talk to me. I'm the most accessible person you ever, you know, meet. Y'all can call me personally, you know, but at some point, somebody has to talk and change the narrative of everybody's a victim. Because guess what? Everybody is not a victim. Some people are, and God bless the victims. God bless them, you know what I mean, that they get the, the help and the, and the counseling that they need to be able to move forward. But, you know, and that, there's no but, you know what I'm saying? But hopefully this show, this, this topic will help someone see things from a different perspective. You know, I've had women tell me, like, wow, Dana, you know what? I used to do that. I, yeah, you know, I know what you mean. I used to go to the cribs knowing that, I was going to give it up, but I, I didn't want to seem easy, you know. I did, so I didn't when we when I first got there, I kind of uh, acted standoffish. I kind of you know had a guard up. I had a wall up. I didn't act like I wanted to give it up. But by the end of the night, after a couple drinks, you know, then after a couple games of truth or dare or sleepers or whatever the, the game is at that time, then then yeah, it ended up going down around two three a.m. You know, and and let me just say, the last thing I'm gonna say about I want to talk about Kanye West, and this is a sad reality. This is a very sad reality. All these men, if they get there at 10 a.m. Excuse me, 10 p.m. A lot. You talking about Netflix and chill? I know these guys out here. A lot of these guys don't want to wait until 2 a.m. A lot of these guys aren't 
down for jumping through the hoops. And a lot of these men will take it around 11.30, around 11.45. Is that right? Of course not. It is not right at all. It is a crime. It should never happen. But unfortunately, there are monsters out here who will rape you and leave you in a ditch. And so if you make a decision to go to someone's house, if you make a decision to sext someone, you send in naked pictures, you agree to meet up with that person, you need to understand that person is expecting sex. And if you decide, if you're in a place mentally, spiritually, emotionally, whatever, where you decide you're not willing to give up that sex, don't even go. Don't set yourself up to be accosted, assaulted, raped, killed. It's not worth it. That's why I'm going to leave it there. I'm going to talk about that uh, another time. I want to talk a little bit of, uh, talk for a little bit about Kanye West. Everyone is talking about Kanye West right now. And it is baffling my soul as to why. Okay, let me say this. I said online that, first of all, I'll say this, a friendship that cannot survive differing political views was never a friendship to begin with. Okay, what do I mean by that? If you are friends with somebody, right, and you're like, that's your friend, you should be able to, to debate with that person. You should be able to argue with that person. You should be able to go to the polls and possibly vote for different people than that person. But when y'all come back, y'all are friends. I have a few friends like that. Shout out to my homie Tone. He will tell you. We I've known Tone for he used to be on the show, one of my, you know, old old co hosts for a little bit on the show. Shout out to you. If you listen to the show for a while, you remember Tone. But we we fight like cats and dogs. We argue about women. We argue about politics. We argue about movies, TV shows. I mean, it could be anything. But that's my friend. Just came back from Costa Rica with him. He was my best man at my wedding. Went to the Dominican Republic. So I've known him for a very long time. But we, we argue, we debate, we fight, we don't speak. But at the end of the day, we're friends. And you, you should be able to have a friend that you don't see eye-to-eye with politically. Seeing eye-to-eye with someone politically does not mean that you cannot, you have to fight that person, you have to, you know, call that person out their name, but you should be able to intelligently debate with that person. And, and, watch this, and be respectful of that person, right, and and their views. Now, Kanye, Kanye, I I mentioned Kanye West last week when I talked about Meek Mill, Briefly, but I'll say this again to reiterate. Kanye West evidently supports Donald Trump. He calls him a friend. He says he's great. Uh, He respects what he's doing. He respects his rise to the presidency from being just a businessman to politician. You know, and and I've seen a number of interviews and, and, and things where he's able to articulate why he respects him and why he, you know. Now, do I agree with all of, first of all, do I, I say this? Do I agree with Kanye West on a, a lot of things? No. You know what I mean? Uh, do I respect 
him on a lot of levels? No, I don't. But as far as his 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 uh, political affiliation, I'm I'm not here to judge that man. You know what I mean? Like that's not if we talk about everyone talking about judging. If you support Donald Trump, you support Donald Trump. It is what it is. That's your right. We live in America. You have every right. Just the, the same way a lot of people look at Kanye for supporting Donald Trump is the same way I look at Christians that support homosexuality. The same way I look at Muslims who eat pork. You know what I mean? Like it's the same. In fact, it's worse, to be quite honest with you. But we have a lot of hypocrites out here. So everyone is bashing, oh, Kanye West, you're black. How do you support Donald Trump? Well, how the heck are you Christian and support this uh, homosexual transgender political platform and, and agenda. I don't get that, but, you know, it is what it is. That's your right. But that he's it's okay for him to support Donald Trump. That's fine. You know what I mean? Anything outside of that is you're judging that man. You know, you can't tell someone who to vote for. You can't tell someone who to support. What I have an issue with is with ignorant people who can't even tell you who's running. There are people, grown folk out here, who have no idea who the vice president is. They have no idea who the last vice president was. They have no idea. They're totally oblivious to the political system. And I'm even fine with that. If you say, hey, look, I don't don't get down with politics, I'm cool. But please do not be one of those people that is oblivious to the political system but wants to be the main one on Facebook talking about the political system. You know what I mean? That's where I come in. That's where, like, the issue is with me. Like, don't talk politics if you don't even understand politics or are oblivious to politics. Don't jump on a I hate Donald Trump platform but can't name not one Donald Trump-inspired policy that you actually disagree with. Like, somebody might say, hey, why why don't you like Obama? You, You didn't vote like, no, I didn't, and I don't support, I didn't support the Obama, I didn't support Clinton, but y'all know me. I'll tell you why. Now, you can either agree with those reasons or not agree with, but at least I can absolutely or intelligently about why I do not support someone or why I do support someone. And that's okay. Am I here to say, oh, yeah, I support Donald Trump? No. Am I here to say, oh, I support Hillary Clinton? No. Y'all know me. The political system is BS. I said online earlier in a group, I said, look, the same people who are getting on CNN and these uh, meet the press and arguing with each other, bashing each other, those are the same people with hoods on and masks on uh, in the woods worshiping Satan at Bohemian Grove, you know what I mean, all under one tree worshiping the owl. If y'all don't know what Bohemian Grove is, look it up. That's where your favorite politicians all hang out in their spare time, Obama, Bush, Oh, Clintons, like, so don't sit here and try to tell me, like, oh, yeah, you got to vote Republican. Like, it's all the same. But I'm not, so that's, y'all know me, that's how I feel about it. That's what it is, really. The, all this, you know, part, political parties and, you know, they're all controlled by the same lobbyists, the same billionaires. You know, if you want a real-life uh, dramatization of, of exactly how what I'm talking about, just turn on House of Cards. You know, they show you all the, the the past president at Bohemian Grove. They show you the new president presidential candidates at Bohemian Grove, like worshiping the owl. Like that's that's. And to be quite honest with you, 
Um, I'm, I'm, in my opinion, that's probably why House of Cards is 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 kind of the whole thing going on with Kevin Spacey, really to distract from what we all witnessed on the most recent season, which was the, the craziest thing I think I've ever seen on TV. But you know, it is where people rather talk about Kanye West than stuff that like is actually important. So that's my issue: is people who just can't even tell you what's going on. They're totally oblivious. I have an issue with those people. Now, so Kanye West, let's talk about what's going on. I want, to, I want people to be clear about my views and about what, what's really going on out here. Kanye West, before I even get into it, is arguably one of the most influential musicians um, and one of the most successful and even now influential designers in fashion, really in the world. And a lot of people, I think, and that's all by design. That's all by design, the fact that a lot of people don't even know that. They may know that from a music standpoint, just from, you know, listening to his music, but I don't think a lot of people understand just how successful Kanye West is and influential in the world of fashion uh, as he is and has been over the last, you know, I'll say about 10 years. You know, this guy has done, you know, things with Louis Vuitton, um, is branched off, you know, Nike, Adidas, with the, you know, the Yeezys. Now, I don't support any of that. So I don't, you've never, you'll never see me with a pair of Yeezys on or anything crazy like that. But I'm just saying, I, you cannot take away, you cannot deny what it is. If we're talking about music, he's right there at the top as far as fact, excuse me, as far as influence, as far as popularity, as far as beats you know, the music side of it. You can't deny what he's contributed to the industry, producing for the, 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 the most popular, best-selling albums of all time. I mean, he's, you know, he's done that. Uh, fashion, you can't take away. So you have to, before we even get into it, that is what he, what he is, and that's what he represents, which is why he is, they, they view him as a threat. Let me just, can I just tell you all something real quick? I just want to say that I want to go back for a second to Bill Cosby. You guys have to understand how this whole quote-unquote celebrity thing works. Now, there's very few people, there's a small percentage of people in the world who really know how this, this industry works. But for the masses, they're, um, and i got to be careful because that's when I start having technical difficulties, when I, when I start talking about the industry. But, you know, if, if you want to be a celebrity if you want to be successful in a particular industry that's controlled by particular people, I mean, it's sad to say, but, you know, at the end of the day, you have to sell your soul. I mean, there's no way around that. You know, Bill Cosby, people like Bill Cosby, Michael Jackson, you know, these are all people who've literally sold their soul. Kanye West, he sold their soul. There are certain sacrifices, there are certain things that must be done and continue to do in order to be successful and remain successful in this industry. Bill Cosby knows all about that. Rest in peace to his son, Ennis. You know, rest in peace to Donda West, Kanye West. Rest in peace to a lot of people, you know, relatives of these celebrities. That's what I'll say about that. But rest in peace to these people. There are things that are required. There are oaths that must be taken, okay? When you are put into a position of power and a position of influence, you know there are oaths that must be that must be taken, and once you do those things, you, you are bound by them. 
You know, you are bound. I believe Kanye West has a song entitled Bound. Right? And some people say, what do you mean by that? They die. What do you mean they he sold himself? Well, I'll tell you. This is what he said. Kanye West got up on set. He said, and I quote, I sold my soul to the devil. It was a crappy deal. But at least it came with a few toys like a Happy Meal. Who may look at, you know, listen to me. They may say, well, you, you're defending him. Listen, I'm a Christian. I'm a man of God. I will never defend somebody that's a clown like Kanye West calling himself Jesus. He, Kanye West bought himself a first-class ticket to purgatory for doing that dumb stuff. Let's be clear about that. The Bible says those who blaspheme the name of God will never be forgiven. You can forget. God forgives a lot of things, but the Bible says if you blaspheme the name of God, you are going straight to hell. Kanye West has blasphemed the name of God by calling himself Jesus, a direct play on Jesus. Jay-Z, you already know, he is blaspheming the name of God. There's these celebrities, they blaspheme the name of Jesus on a regular basis. So let's, we all know what's going on with them. So I'm not a Kanye West fan. I'm not a Jay-Z fan. LeBron James calling himself King James. That, I'm not a fan of these people. I'm not a fan of any of these. If you name a celebrity who has sold his soul for fame and fortune, guess what? I ain't a fan of them. So we can stop that right now. You, I'm not defending these weirdos. They're all clowns. Donald Trump, please understand, is a clown. All these people, Oprah Winfrey, they, they're, listen, I don't know how else to say I don't know how else to say it. They're all weirdos. They all get together together and have these orgies and sex parties, and they plot on how to best push forth a particular agenda to destroy the masses. That's what Hollywood does. It's an evil, evil, evil place. It's not like a happy place. It's not like a great place. It's nothing that there's a reason that the Bible says that we should not uh, aspire to be loved by the world. Okay, now, so if you got that's just a brief synopsis of of what's going on out here in the industry. Hopefully, which will set the backdrop from what I'm the things I'm about to say. The problem here, and what was the reason why everybody and their mom thinking about uh, Kanye West right now is because when you when you are in the industry. You are being used to push a particular agenda. You're being, like, you're only there as long as you can be beneficial, right? So it's like, for example, Cardi B is, is, has been given the platform, the fame, the money because she's pushing a particular agenda. That agenda is promiscuity. Hoish behavior, lack of respectability, lack of family, uh, prostitution, like all types, is making black women look like horrible. It sets us back like a hundred years. So that's why that's what she does. Now the problem is, is that people like Kanye West who have been given that same platform, and you see this every once in a while, but every once in a while you see a popular celebrity go outside of that agenda and start speaking on and preaching on their own agenda. Kanye West has an agenda to be accepted by, he doesn't want to be a puppet. He wants to be the person pulling the strings. 
Kanye West is such an egomaniac that he feels like because of his contribution to music, because of his contribution to fashion, he should be able to sit at the table at the highest possible level and, and be one of those guys controlling those other guys below him. That's what he wants. Because he doesn't get it, because he doesn't understand there's a bloodline, because he doesn't understand how this process really works, and he's such an egomaniac, he feels like, you know what, because I can't get what I want, the, he says the fame isn't enough. The money isn't enough. I want more. So because he wants more and more and more, he's never satisfied. That's why he goes, he's going crazy. That's why he's on medication. That's why he got liposuction. He cares so much. He's so egotistical that he's doing and saying whatever he can do to be accepted. But what he doesn't realize is he's just pushing himself further and further away. People like Jay-Z, even though he doesn't sit at the table, he's content with the money and the fame. You know what I'm saying? So you don't see Jay-Z or people like Beyonce running their mouths. You don't see, but you see Kanye West running his mouth. He's running his mouth, violating the, the exact oath that he, that he and everybody else out here in Hollywood has taken. Now, if you know what I, if you understand how the game works, you know, this is not foreign to you. A lot of people listening now, like, whoa, what is he talking about? He's crazy. No, no. People, if you know what's up, I'm like, what I'm saying right now is 100% true. If you, don't, if you don't know it to be true or don't understand it to be true, you got some work to do. You got some research to do. But there are all these celebrities take these oaths, okay? That's not, a, that's not a question. That's a fact, all right? They're selling their souls. When you sell your soul and you go outside of that, if they, if, if, this is a big if, if they don't kill you, tarnish your name to the point where it's unrecognizable, okay? Just ask Michael Jackson. They will tarnish your reputation. Don't y'all know how that, y'all haven't seen this book Written before Y'all haven't seen this play out before Look at Martin Luther King They did it to him They, they released the information about his, his wife They said look man Alright you're doing all this great stuff in the community We want you to shut up though Alright hey, This is the first step we're going, we're going to follow you around We know you've been cheating on your wife We're going to release the tapes He didn't Martin Luther King didn't listen Right he said, all right, well, I'm making civil rights. Okay, cool, whatever. We'll let you have the civil rights. They don't care about the civil rights. But when Martin Luther King started talking about economic rights, he said, all right, man, that's it. You're out of here. They killed him. When you start, when you represent change, true change to the infrastructure, true change to the system, they will destroy you and destroy you and destroy you and tarnish and tarnish and tarnish. But once, that, once you keep talking, that's when you got to get killed. That's when you're done. Look at people like, you know, Cat Williams. Look at people like DMX. Look at people like Chris Brown. These are all people who just couldn't keep their mouths shut. They couldn't, they just couldn't uh, enjoy the fame and fortune. So they started speaking out against the exact system that they were brought into. And as a result, they paid the piper. And so that's, what, that's, that's why I say y'all got to really listen. I gotta really listen. That's, it, it boggles my mind. There are people out here, people even maybe listening to the show now, who have not heard 
not one Kanye West interview. They didn't listen to the Sway interview. They didn't listen to the Charlemagne interview. But now that TMZ's talking about now that you know that, you know it's viral on social media, you listen to about ten seconds of Kanye West talking about slavery. I I couldn't wait to talk today because it boggles my mind how some people can live such a shallow existence, which 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 leads them to ignore actual information. Like people would rather listen to someone else quote someone than to actually listen to that person speaking themselves. You know what I mean? Like, that's crazy to me. Like, why would you rather listen to CNN twist and turn and manipulate the soundbite when you could actually listen to what the person actually said, the society that we live in? Nobody wants to listen. Nobody wants to actually study. People want the easy way out. People want to just, oh, be spoon-fed things. And that's what's happening with Kanye West. He talked for two hours. He said, and I listened for two hours. I listened to that interview. And it boggles my mind how some people would not want to, like, if you don't care about Kanye West, just fine. You don't care about Kanye West. But don't, like, if for me, like, this, I'm the type of person I am. If everyone's talking about something, you know what I mean? I want to be informed about that. So am I going to just go along, scroll on my timeline and see what other people are saying about Kanye West? Or am I actually going to listen actually to Kanye West? Like for me, that just seems like common sense. Now, again, there's some people who I just don't care about, so I'm not going to listen to their sound bites. I'm not going to listen to their speeches. I'm not going to listen to the interviews. I just don't care, period. But if I'm at least interested it makes sense to listen. So I'm listening to this, this uh, Charlemagne interview, and that's what's interesting because, I mean, he talked for two hours. So you mean to tell me, and this, I mean, I, I'm passionate about it because it happens to me every day. Like, it, it literally happens to me every day. Like, there's some people who, like, I'll put up a post on Facebook, right? I'll put up a post on Facebook. The post might be like, a, you know, the hashtag stop, like I'll say something. And there were people who would argue and debate with me about one line. But y'all have been listening. The people who are listening right, you've been listening to me talk for almost two hours, giving you, you know, valuable information, entertaining information. And, no, and those same people won't, maybe they'll listen, maybe they won't, but they won't have anything to say. They won't call into a show, but they'll want to take a 30, uh, you know, not a 30-second soundbite, but they'll take a two-sentence line and want to argue and debate about that. You know what I mean? It's like, come on. That's when you know someone's petty. And what we're seeing is, and that's when, and that's when, that's, that's when you know when someone has an agenda. What we're talking about Kanye West, it's clear that media has an agenda to distract. And I talk about distractions all the time. But with this particular situation, it couldn't be more obvious. I mean, it, it, watch this. And this is, like, amazing that so many people can't see this. Because the Charlemagne interview aired, what was that, yesterday? Or the day before? 
And, like, there was so much stuff that he talked about, about the industry, about the music industry, about fashion, about the people who really control this country. A lot of stuff that I've said Kanye West has talked about and did talk about on this uh, Charlamagne interview. But then immediately after that, somebody, some egghead, you know, sitting in a back room somewhere said, whoa, that's, you know, we can't let that ride. We cannot let that ride out. Like, he, you know, people are going to start talking about this. He, he is Kanye West. He's one of the most influential people in the world. We've got to do something. We've got we to gotta distract from that somehow. All right, so let's get, let's get him on TMZ. You know what I mean? You put Kanye West in an environment like that, he's going to talk and talk and talk. And that's what they did. Kanye West is crazy. Kanye West has said he's on, he's on medication. He had a, a mental breakdown, was hospitalized. That's, so when you put somebody in at TMZ, like, you know they're going to bring that out of them. They took that, and now they're running with it. Everybody in the mom is talking about all these celebrity talk show hosts, all these, uh, you know, media personalities. Everybody and their mom is talking about the slave comment. But the slave comment literally has nothing to do with anything that he said about the industry, about these other celebrities, about, like, it's a distraction. Now, is that to say that the slave comment was uh, not stupid? I mean, come on, it's ridiculous. It's, it's, it's idiotic to suggest that slavery was a choice. Okay, I get that, and it was. I'm not, you know, I'm not here to defend that. Kanye West, be clear, it has serious, serious mental issues. Okay, let's let's be clear about that. And so, but the point of it is, is that he is only, we are only talking about that. That clip is only going viral to distract people from the real truth. What I like to do, what I take from it, because this is what nobody's talking about. What I found to be crazy, I said online, I said Kanye dropped all sorts of truth about the industry for over an hour, yet everyone's talking about it as the slave comment. I said 90% of people uh, commenting didn't even watch the Kanye interview and, have, and never even listened to a Donald Trump speech or debate. The same, thing, the same things people are doing with Donald Trump, people are doing with Kanye West. People say, what do you mean? How are you comparing the two? Well, think about it. And this is the thing. I've see, see, ask some of your friends. Ask yourselves, have you ever sat down and listened to an hour-long Donald Trump speech? And I, I'm not knocking you if you haven't, but, it, you know, it is what it is. But most people haven't. Most black people haven't. I have, especially during the election, because I know when, how the industry works. When you have someone in the industry who is talking and talking and talking against what is popular, against what they want you to be scripted to say, and you see people trying to be discredited out here, the way they discredit Donald Trump, the way they focus on little 30-second soundbite, the same thing doing Kanye West, you got to really sift through the BS to figure out, all right, what are you trying to distract us from? Because the reality is, I'm not here to defend Donald Trump, but a lot of the things that he says 100% contradict the, 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 the structure that this country is based upon, the, you know, the whole paying for, for favors, cleaning up Washington, just changing the whole power structure as far as how it's historically been done, 
you know, like a businessman who is usually on the the buying end of political favors. Now he's reversed it and is speaking and is speaking out against it. I remember when he was running, people he was out there saying he was like, look, he's like, I personally paid the Clintons for political favors. He's like, so trust me, don't. He's like, don't beat me over the head with the BS. He's like, I know how the game works. Bernie Sanders turned around and said the same exact thing, and everybody loved him for it. Donald Trump literally said the same exact thing Bernie Sanders was talking about about the Clintons. Bernie was loved for it. Donald Trump was bashed for it. People knew that uh, Bernie uh, Bernie Sanders didn't have a chance in hell at winning. That's why he wasn't really, even though he spoke out against the establishment. People knew he wasn't going to win because the Clintons had that the Democratic nomination locked up. They said, you know what, you know, but Donald, this Donald Trump guy, he has a lot more influence and he he actually has a shot. So we got to discredit this dude, right? There's a listen, and I'm just keeping it honest with you. I'm not a Donald Trump fan. I'm not a Donald Trump supporter. But there are a whole heck of a lot of things that I personally have been unhappy with uh, in this country uh, that I know for a fact that this administration is addressing. Is he doing other things I don't agree with? Absolutely. But is he doing some things that I absolutely agree with? Yes. You know, and as there's nothing wrong with acknowledging that. And the fact that the mainstream media is, is, is hiding so much stuff about Kanye West, about, I mean, so many people, not just these two. They do it with anybody. Look around. What's the most popular talk show? What's the most popular movies? What's the most popular radio show? What's the most popular celebrity? They are people who represent overall negativity. Turn on the most, whatever city you live in, turn on the radio. Who's the most popular black radio personality where you live? Are they saying anything remotely close to what you hear me talking about today? Or is it a bunch of BS? Is it a bunch of buffoonery? You know, I mean, just really ask yourselves. There's a reason why the people who represent the most negativity are pushed to the forefront. Look at all these people who go viral. I could put up a 30-second video, a three-minute video, containing the most valuable information you've ever heard in your life. Do you think that would go viral? Probably not. Somebody having sex with a dog, someone having sex with a goat, you know, or a baby falling off or whatever, that will go viral. You know what I'm saying? Kanye West will go viral for talking about slavery, and millions and millions of people will see it. Watch this. They messed up. I remember years ago, and this is the only time I've ever gone viral. They messed up two times. Uh, One time, uh, I wrote a a blog about Beyonce, and I guess whoever was sitting in the back room, the egghead in the back room, said, all right, we're going to make this go viral just because it's about Beyonce, but they didn't realize that it was actually an in-depth analyzation of the real meaning of bow down and the, the hidden meaning in, in that, you know. And, uh, you know, that went viral. It seemed like over a couple million people, you know. And so what people need to realize is there's an agenda, you know. There's, there's an agenda out here. Kanye West is going to be popular. Donald Trump is going to be popular. But if those two people, those two weirdos who deserve each other are popular, You've got to ask yourself, why? What, what are, if, if everyone's talking about those two, imagine how much stuff is not being talked about. You really got, I mean, think about this stuff. Kanye West is on medication. You know, one of the things I said online, I said it's crazy. I said it's absolutely crazy how 
people look at Kanye West as being crazy, you know, but look at people like Charlemagne. I say clowns like Charlemagne as normal. Charlemagne, be clear. Charlemagne is, is a loser. Charlemagne is a clown. Okay, so this is someone who, I mean, if you, if you listen to, Charlemagne is a buffoon. If you listen to The Breakfast Club, you watch The Breakfast Club, you're familiar with him as I am, you're, you know that this is someone who is a clown. I mean, you know, there's no really any way around that. It's not someone who's po- uh, positive. This is someone who uh, gets paid to bash, someone who gets paid to be hypocritical, someone who's paid to be buffoonish, uh, someone there to uh, make a mockery of things that should not be made a mockery of. Um, he's there to drive ratings. He says whatever he needs to say to get ratings. I've sit there, I sat there and watched him, uh, you know, praise someone to their face. But the next day in the rumor report or, the, you know, a couple of days prior, you know, they're bashing them. It's like, yo, what the heck? And every so often you'll get someone real, like a Beanie Siegel, who will step up and be like, yo, you're a clown. You'll get someone real like myself and say, hey, you're a clown. But when you look at the masses, the masses love them. National best-selling book, number one radio show in the urban community. The masses love them. But when you're real and you don't subscribe to that level of foolishness, then you know what it is. We got the everyone talking about Kanye West. But what, what the people, this is the issue. This is the issue I have. You got tons of these hypocritical rappers. You know, glorifying guns and drugs and gangs. They're bashing Kanye West. I said, well, hold up. How are you bashing Kanye West when you got music out advocating illegal guns? I'm talking about T.I. Now, see, T.I., I'll be honest with you, he's got, from a rap standpoint, he's one of the more talented rappers. He, He has that street cred, but you know, to the masses, it appears as if, you know, oh, he's this family man, T.I. and Tiny, the family hustle. You know, he used to be, a, you know, uh, in the streets, a gangster. He went to jail. He's changed his life around. But the people who really know hip-hop, like myself, like, listen, T.I. is still out here in these streets rapping about guns, rapping about drugs, rapping about killing people. Like, I hear it. I stay, I keep my ear to the street, you know, and that's the type of hypocrisy that I'm talking about. You want to sit up there and act all high and mighty and talk down to Kanye West for supporting Donald Trump, but you got, you got kids. You got songs out right now talking, glorifying guns and drugs called being a hypocrite. And I don't, I don't respect that. One of the things that I have to acknowledge is that these types of conversations, whether we're talking about Donald Trump, whether we're talking about Kanye West, whether we're talking about anybody, you know, it, you know, these pointless, meaningless conversations are, are the reasons why, it's, first of all, it's exactly what they want. You know, it's what the powers that be want from us. What you have to understand is that a nation divided is a nation that can be conquered and controlled. I know that. I mean, what do you say? Divide and conquer? We are, at this point, probably more divided than ever. Y- y'all know that, right? I mean, think about I mean, it. Just think about it. 
it's either, at this point it's like black versus white, Republican versus Democrat. You know, Kanye West or not Kanye West. It's like no matter no matter what it is, it's always something that is dividing us not only as a nation, but we're also divided as a community. I mean, I'm at, I mean, I think one of the things that's, that's interesting is that. You got you have people like Kanye West. You know, yeah, he's a little, he's not wrapped too tight. Yeah, he's got some issues. He married a Kardashian, but at the end of the day, he's not rapping about murder. He doesn't claim to be someone he's not, which is one of the things that I think that that's his appeal. Whereas you have all these fake gangsters, you got all these fake drug dealers. Rented cars, this and that, trying to portray a particular lifestyle, but you know, and they're they're specifically trying to fit in by glorifying, you know, guns and drugs. But Kanye West really has always rapped about money, uh, his experiences, women, uh, the industry, basically things that he has experienced personally. You know, school, not going to school, dropping out of school, whatever it is. That's something that, from a just from a strictly music standpoint, he's always been himself. And if you really look around, how many celebrities can you really say are are, are not afraid to be themselves, but also understand that that the whole reason they're celebrities to begin with is because they took an oath to push a particular agenda, and that's where they have problems. It's kind of like when go, when keeping it real goes wrong. I'll be honest with you. Y'all hear me? I mean, one of the things that I found to be interesting, I'll say this, Obama. Did anyone listen to the interview? For me, this is a million times more important and more interesting than this whole slave comment. Because he sat down with Charlamagne. He said, hold up, man. He said, this is one of the issues that I have. He said, when Senator Obama was deciding that he was going to run for president, he acknowledged that he loved Kanye West. He acknowledged that he listened to Kanye West's music and recognized the fact that he was really the, 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 the highest, at the highest possible level of entertainment and, and of influence. So he sat down. He said he came to his house. He sat down with him and his mother, and he basically he didn't really use these words, but he basically asked for his blessing, asked for his endorsement, you know, before he was even announcing that he was running for college, uh, for, for president. And, and I'm like, wow, that's, that's kind of crazy. And he said, so he was talking to Charlamagne about how how hurt he was, you know, when, when Obama got to that level, got to a particular level where he said, you know what, I, don't, I no longer need you. I no longer need your approval. In fact, I'm going to go ahead and disrespect you. I'm going to call you a jackass. And he said, Kanye West said that hurt him. He said, because this is the same person you was basically begging for my endorsement to help you get in the office. Now that you're in office, now I'm a, now I'm a jackass? He said, no, nah. he said they never apologized for that. And that's just one thing. I'm like, wow, that's kind of crazy. You know, and I think one of the things that, but that's, that's kind of what Obama has a history of doing. You know, kind of, you know, when he was Senator Obama, he said, you know what, as a, as a Christian, you know, I could never support legislature, uh, legislation that would uh, endorse homosexuality. 
Christian, I believe that marriage is between a man and a, and a woman. So I would never support, you know, legislation that says that it says otherwise. You know, fast forward to President Obama. He, he has gone down in history as the greatest champion for gay rights in, in the history of the presidents, which is, to me, it's, it's amazing. Jeremiah Wright, you know, Obama will tell you that was his pastor. That was his, his mentor in Chicago. You know, when, when Jeremiah Wright came under uh, uh, you know, scrutiny for his comments, you know, the soundbite of, of, you know, not God bless America, God damn America. And, you know, everybody was bashing him, and they, they said, you know what, Obama, you got to, you know, I know that's your pastor. I know that's your, your, long, your lifelong mentor, but you got you to gotta cut him loose. So Obama cut, cut off his, his pastor, his, his friend, his mentor, you know, because of public opinion. It's like, I can't respect that. You know, Donald Trump is a lot of things. But one of the things that, you know, you can tell from looking at this, this administration and just this whole thing, if you are disloyal to him, you're gone. He don't play that. You know, if you speak out, you say something wrong, it's like, oh, I thought you had my back. You're going. I'm going to fire you. I'm going to do it. And he speaks his mind. Like I said, Kanye West speaks his mind. Y'all know me. I speak my mind. So all this is. I would rather people speak their mind and be disagreed with than to allow themselves to be puppets. Well, I should say, you know, more puppets, be more of a puppet than they already are. Donald Trump is a puppet. Kanye West is a puppet. Jay-Z is a puppet. Beyonce is a puppet. Cardi B is a puppet. Nicki Minaj is a puppet. These are all puppets. I'm, I ain't no puppet, I'll tell you that. Nobody's pulling my strings, that's for sure. But when you get on that level, when you're on a celebrity level, you become a puppet. So I would rather... You at least speak your mind and deal with the backlash than to just kind of go along with pushing an agenda that is obviously not for us. You know, a lot of people are saying, you know, Donald Trump is a racist. Kanye West is a, is a coon. Most people have no idea what a coon is. You know what I'm saying? What people need to understand is anyone with power and influence that speaks out against what the masses have been programmed to believe. They're going to be labeled as crazy. They're going to be put in a box. They're going to be become, uh, you know, bashed to the point of discredited. That's the word I was looking for. They're going to be discredited. You know what I'm saying? That's not, you know what I mean? We have to, I'm not, there's nothing, listen, there's nothing we can do about that, guys. There's nothing we can do to change that. But if nothing else, do not fall right into their trap. Cosby fell into the trap. Let me tell you something about Bill Cosby. Really quick. I got to go. I, you know what I mean? I, I, I can't do a, a, a huge, super long show today. But one of the things that y'all have to understand about Bill Cosby is that, and it's the same thing with Martin Luther King, same thing with Kanye West. I mean, really, if you look at the, the chronology of it all, really think back. Because I, I saw it. I remember. A lot of people don't remember that they don't show this in the mainstream media. You will never see this now. All you hear about Bill Cosby now is rape, 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 rape. But shortly before the rape, a few months, maybe even a year or two before the rape, you saw Bill Cosby popping up in the sweatshirt, in the hoodie, the Morehouse hoodie, the HBCU hoodies with the black shades on. 
How many of y'all remember that? You know, weird. I said, whoa, who is that? I said, well, that's Bill Cosby. Let's see what he's talking about. But Bill, he wasn't telling jokes. Bill Cosby went through a, the stay, a, late, a later stage of his life where he spent a large amount of time preaching to the black community. He used to preach about black women keeping their legs closed. He used to tell single mothers to respect your kids. Stop out here being jump-offs. He used to tell black men, get your asses up. First of all, pull up your pants. Get your asses up off the corner. Stop selling drugs. Stop poisoning our communities. He used to talk about staying in school. He used to talk about the importance of us cleaning up not just the things that the government is doing to us, policing ourselves. I mean, I mean, does anyone remember that? I can post the videos if y'all don't remember it, but I remember he was popping up on all over the place doing these videos with the dark shades on, no shades, had the beard, the scruggy, scruffy beard. And, and I was just like, whoa. He was like, y'all think I keep it? Like he, at the time, he was keeping it as real as I keep it, talking about the things that I talk about all the time. I'm like, whoa, I never heard this from Bill Cosby. Fast forward, like a year later, two years later, now he's being brought up on rape charges. It's like, whoa. Listen, here's the thing. That is not a coincidence, guys. And Google, if you, like, after the show, really, like, Google what I'm talking about. If you've never seen Bill Cosby in the sweatshirt in the dark shades, watch some of those videos and you tell me if I'm wrong. The things that he was saying contradicted everything that the mass, the, the, the mainstream media was trying to brainwash the masses with. They want us to be single moms. They want us to be black men standing on the corner selling drugs, selling dope. Crackheads, loving Beyonce, you know, sh- shaking ass, showing boobs, cussing up a storm, addicted. That's what they want from us. I don't know that by now. That's what they want. Bill Cosby was speaking out against that stuff. Bill Cosby understands. Not only was he one of the greatest philanthropists of all time, but he is one, was one of, and this is sad to say was, because he was one of, if not the Leading father figure, not black father figure, but the leading father figure in the history of this country. There was no greater father figure portrayed on television or movies than Bill Cosby as uh, Cliff Huxtable. You understand that, right? There was no one more influential than, than, the, than the Bill Cosby on the Cosby Show. That was the that set the bar. For black families back then, you, I grew up. Listen, and this is how you know. This is me I'm talking about. When I grew up, I wasn't allowed to watch TV. The TV was off. I was not allowed to watch TV. The only time I snuck and watched TV, but you know, if I got caught, that was my ass. In fact, my dad, you know, he made this uh, machine one time up to the back of the TV, and if the machine, it would it would uh, tell you how much. Electro, uh, electricity was being emitted from the TV or for whatever you had it plugged up to. And if that, if that number wasn't what it was supposed to be, that was my ass. So that TV stayed off. So the only time we were allowed to watch TV growing up was the Cosby show. Out of all the TV on, the, on, 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 uh, on all the shows, the Cosby show was the only show I was allowed to watch. And my parents didn't mess around, like, so 
So you see what I'm saying? And a lot of y'all parents didn't mess around either. And y'all know how influential that show was. So the question then becomes, how do we undo that? Because all these people now in positions of power, idolizing and even trying to lead their families with Bill Cosby in mind. We ha- and, that, and now he's come back because Cosby left for a while. He just focused on comedy, kind of was off TV, wasn't really making movies, but then he reappeared. He reappeared with the dark shades, the, scruff, the scruffy beard, and the hoodie, you know, the, the, the Hampton hoodie, the Temple hoodie, speaking knowledge about the black community. When he reappeared, they said, whoa, this is a, a, almost a billionaire. This is somewhere hundreds of millions of dollars who's come out to speak truth about the people that we are actively trying to oppress. Uh-uh, we can't have that. We got to get his ass out of here. But that's Bill Cosby. That's the most loved man in the, in the world. So what? He's speaking truth about the black community. We got to get him out of here. And guess what? Congratulations. They got him out of here. Not only have they got him out of here, but they have his own people turned against him over a, over a trumped-up rape charge. I mean, is it that easy? Is it that easy for us to turn our backs on one of our greatest leaders just because they say that he raped somebody? Who? I mean, come on, really? Just think about this. Eddie Griffin was on did a video. He was like, "Come on, man." He's like, "Bill ain't raped nobody." He's like, you know, what I mean, chicks I smashed off with the Quaaludes and the, listen, the Spanish fly. That was the equivalent of Molly. You know, that was the equivalent. They said back in the day they were now. I mean, depending on the situation, if you if you if you threaten them to a certain point, they would just kill you. But now it's like you know, Bill Cosby's eighty. We'll just discredit him, and then, you know, we'll maybe put him in jail or just – but whether he goes to jail, whether he you – know, whatever, he's already been discredited to the point where his own people no longer look at him the same. So it's the same, it's the same thing. You know, it has the same effect. You know, it's, it's really an unfortunate – I'm, I'm going to get ready to wrap it up. But, you know, at the end of the day, whether it's Kanye West – Kanye West speaks a lot of truth about the industry. You know what I mean? What what they do to Michael Jackson? You know what I'm saying? What they do to DMX? They did a lot. You know you know how much truth Michael Jackson spoke about the industry and how he was gonna buy Sony and own half of Sony. Go Google that video. Google Michael Jackson talking about Sony and listen to him. You know talking. Yo, Michael Jackson was he's like one of the most powerful black men out. Bill Cosby, one of the most powerful black men in history. Look at how they discredited both of them. Kanye West, watch this. Kanye West knows the deal. This is, I'm, I'm, this is the last thing I'm going to say on this. This is the most crazy thing. Kanye West, when he, if you listen to Charlamagne, a lot of people that listen to that interview, they're stuck on this soundbite. But if you actually go back and listen to it, it's on my page. If you go listen to uh, what he was saying, he was saying he was scared. He was like, he knows what he does. He knows he speaks out. He knows that O.C. took. He knows the people he pissed off. And he said when he went into uh, the hospital, he said he was so scared because the people that he trusted, the people that he loved and known his whole life, like his actual close friends, were with him. And he said there was a point when they were like, all right, we got to let you, we got to take you back, take you to the back room. 
you got to leave these, you know, leave your friends here. He said he was scared because he, he felt like, wow, at that point they were going to kill him. Right, now, let's just, let's just think about that for a second. He said he thought they were going to kill him. Why would they kill him? Who would kill him? What do you mean? Like, what, do you, what did you mean by that? That's what people need to be talking about. He said that. I'm not making this up. He said that. He said, I thought they were going to kill me. Why? Why would they kill him? I mean, you know, the worst that you would think that based on the CNN and TMZ, you would think, oh, he's just getting clowned. He just, you know, people are making fun of him. What's the big deal? No, no. He said, I thought they were going to kill me. Why would he say that? I'll tell you why. Because he knows he's violated the oath. He knows he's spoken out against the industry that he's made an oath to basically go to, to ride for. When you, when you go against that, they kill you. He knows how. He saw Mike, Michael Jackson didn't overdose. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If you think Michael Jackson just been an overdose, you got a lot to learn. No, they killed Michael Jackson. You know what I mean? He thought they were going to kill him the same way they killed Michael Jackson. And and he's you know and he's rightfully he was rightfully scared and guess what he still should be scared. I would not be surprised in the slightest if we hear a suicide report. I mean you know pray for him. We hear a car another car accident, but it's real out here. So I'm I'm done. I I want to tell y'all this man before listen listen to listen to uh, Jesus walks. When y'all get some time, I mean, I know it's an old song, but I heard that song again yesterday, and I was like, wow, that's a deep song. And, it, and you don't really realize how deep it is, because even if you look at, you know, he said, he said, and even if this song takes away from my spins, at least I hopefully it can take away from my sins. And, and that's real talk, because when you're speaking about realness, when you're speaking about Jesus, that's not, that's not going to be popular. When you're, watch this. When you're speaking about positivity, it's not going to be popular. If you want to be popular in 2018, you got to be a scumbag. You got to be negative. You got to be pushing a particular agenda that basically, you know, is all about, you know, society. You know, it's all about what's popular. It's all about what's, what's, what's cool. You know, the reality is, again, Kanye said, I sold my soul to the devil deal, but at least it came with a few toys like a Happy Meal. You know, and, the, and that, is, that is real. Well, I'm going to leave you with this. John 15, verse 18 through 19 says this. If the world hates you, know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love it his own. But because you are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. It's quite simple. The Bible speaks a lot about the world. If you love by the world, you will not have the, the love of God. You know, it's, it's tons of these types of scriptures. So just think about that. If the world loves someone, I can promise you, someone's popular, someone's a celebrity, someone's on the cover of Time magazine, guess what? They ain't of God. If someone is hated by the world, chances are they're saying some things that are going against 
what the world is talking about. Thank you all for listening. Uh, follow me on Facebook. Follow me on Instagram. Everything is at Dadon Tolbert. Uh, check out old shows. Share these shows. Don't be afraid to share, like. A lot of stuff isn't popular, but, you know, it's real. You know, I'm not here for likes. I'm not here for all that. But at the end of the day, there's a lot of people that need to hear realness and need to hear the voice of reason, not just what's popular. So, guys, I thank you for listening. I will see you all next Thursday and every Thursday at 12. Talk to you all later.
Don't talk. 